Makers of Sport Podcast, Episode 53, Halftime. of sport podcasts this is halftime the 20 minute show on the off weeks of interviews where i discuss topics such as professionalism entrepreneurship and business to help you in your careers so that you can apply it in the sports vertical Today, I am recording this actually at 1 o'clock a.m. I've been on a couple of deadlines lately, so I appreciate you guys bearing with me and getting this show out a little later in the week, but uh, I'm dedicated and I'm here at 1 o'clock a.m. getting this thing done. I do have a hot topic for you today. I'm going to be sharing my thoughts on inspiration versus imitation. Oftentimes, if you work in a creative discipline, be it design, copywriting, video production, photography, or marketing, we tend to view a lot of work. Not only when we are stuck, but just in a general everyday sense, as it is all around us. As visually stimulated human beings, we are constantly berated with signage, words, logos, layouts, advertising, typography, videos, marketing, messaging, and more. Internally, and sometimes even vocally, we will critique this work. Oftentimes, we'll consider what we might have done different if we had the chance. Or we may take photos or mental notes on something that we love and wonder, how can we incorporate this particular thing and use it for inspiration on a project that we ourselves have been stuck on. We even take in visuals in the world around us subconsciously. Have you ever been working on something as a designer and when you're finished creating said thing, you think to yourself, where have I seen this before? Perhaps you were regurgitating something subconsciously. The words you were piecing together in that logo just felt right and familiar. It came very natural. This is completely innocent imitation. Oftentimes, because we view so much work, it is impossible to research where we saw this particular thing that subconsciously inspired us. When I'm working on logos, specifically letter marks, I'll create them in their most basic form in black and white and usually run it through a Google image search just to see if there's anything similar. This is pretty much about as close as one can get in my experience to finding out if you were subconsciously inspired by someone else's work. Inspiration can come from anywhere. We often focus too much on viewing design annuals, ad week or blogs, or researching the work of our competitors that may be in a similar industry when trying to get past that common blank screen syndrome that we all face. But we really need to venture outside of the box when it comes to finding inspiration. Too much sports-related work, as you all know, looks alike. Schools will often copy the visual themes 
from a year prior from, say, a rival school or team. This applies to professional teams as well, simply because they saw it, uh, that maybe it got decent results or it was something that subjectively they liked. Now, coaches are the worst. They steal taglines, marketing messages, and sometimes visual work with no shame. The thing is, they may not be aware of the consequences or the ethics of this, though. We as creative people, we know better. Did you know that the design and user experience of Google Maps was inspired by a leaf? One of the original creators was going outside for a walk and picked up a leaf, noticing all of the detail within it. For lack of a better word, the veins, if you will, of the leaf were the inspiration for the roads. There's a certain hierarchy to the roads, as you know, in Google Maps. Some veins were thicker and more prominent than others, which became the interstates and major roads. But then there were the smaller veins that were thinner and less prominent. Those became the, the smaller roads. And the entire leaf basically was the inspiration for the hierarchy of the visual design of Google Maps. There's actually a lot of great inspiration in nature. Now, this is a great example of someone going outside of their typical medium and finding inspiration. Renowned sneaker designer at Nike, Tinker Hatfield, creator of the Air Jordan and Air Max line of sneakers, often finds his inspiration in vehicles. One of my personal favorite pairs of Jordans, the Air Jordan 14s, which are also known as the Byron Russell crossover Jordans, these sneakers were inspired by Michael Jordan's Ferrari 550M. Now, could you imagine what the sneaker industry would look like if sneaker designers only looked at other sneakers for inspiration? There would be literally no innovation. As creators, we often aspire to be like our heroes. We admire their work, and in some instances, we try to reproduce their work. There's nothing wrong with copying or trying to reproduce the work of others if you are doing so for practice and technique purposes. But you should never release that work into the wild. It can be wildly misconstrued as ripping off the original creator of the style you're reproducing, even if you are doing so innocently. Copying is a natural behavior for humans. If you strip it down to the bare bones, we have really been copying others since birth. As a parent of two young sons, I often watch, admire, and I feel good when I see thing, my sons copying things that I do. Well, most of the time I feel good. I, I don't feel good when they see me say or, or copy me saying a, a choice word when someone cuts me off on the interstate. <laughs> Anyhow, um, my youngest son will often copy his older brother. If older brother does something like jumping off the couch or, and saying a funny word or just sort of acting goofy, the younger one will do the exact same thing. He wants to be just like his older brother, and both of them want to be like their dad. Oftentimes, I'll catch my oldest son, who is about to turn six, giving my youngest son, who just turned four, advice and wisdom in a serious tone, similar to the tone that I'll often take with them when I'm trying to teach them. The funny thing, though, is that the advice occasionally makes no sense. I'll sit there and listen, and it's, 
It's literally just talking and, and making stuff up as he goes, coming from the six-year-old. But I can see that he is trying to teach, and he's mimicking the teaching style and demeanor of his father when his father teaches. It's natural to see something we like and try to copy it. Now, I remember uh, in high school taking art classes and then in art school, the way that we were taught about different time periods in art or, or styles of art was to copy the work of professional artists such as Picasso and others. We would obviously never release such work into the world as our own because it would be clearly obvious that the fake and imitated Picasso is clearly not as good as the original piece of work one that was created by the master who honed his own style and visual voice by studying the work of others. Outside of the professional creative industry, Pinterest culture in today's social internet era really facilitates copying other works, styles, if you think about decorations, recipes, and more. People that often aren't privy to copyright or professionalism and creativity will just copy things with no shame. They like something, they steal it. That's sort of just how the internet works. And many times that really isn't a problem when it comes to Pinterest because that's sort of what it is. Um, and, and a lot of times these people don't actually know what they're doing. They don't understand that it is unethical to copy these things. It's only natural for humans to do so. Now, in addition to visual things and recipes being copied from Pinterest, though, copying for learning is not necessarily mutually exclusive to visual work. According to a recent article I read on the Art of Manliness website, famous writers such as Jack London, Robert Louis Stevenson, and even Benjamin Franklin copied the work, grammar, tone, and the penmanship of others that they admired in order to become better writers themselves. There is nothing wrong with imitation and copying the masters of our craft in order to better develop your skills. But when you take the step to become a person that creates for a living, you need to know that copying is not okay. If you do copy and promote that particular copied work to get recognized for that particular copied work. Behind closed doors and off the internet, if you want to take the work of someone you admire, dissect it and take it apart, trying to see if you can recreate it, that's totally fine. That is how we learn. Seeing how someone did something from a technique perspective is valuable to do when it comes to growing as a creative. But when it comes to copying and putting things out into the world publicly, that is distasteful, disrespectful to the artist that you admire, and disrespectful to the industry as a whole. You have undoubtedly, like myself, been affected by the work of Jonathan Ive, Apple's famous industrial designer and creator of the iPod, MacBooks, iPhones, and most of Apple's devices. Johnny is often respected and credited for being one of the best industrial designers in the history of the world. But did you know that Johnny himself has an idol that he patterns his work after? His name is Dieter Rams, and he was the visual 
genius of the early German technology company, Braun. A company whose products, if you look at them today, remain timeless from a visual standpoint, even though maybe the technology within has advanced. Johnny Ive studied, admired, and was inspired by the work of Dieter Rams and his philosophy of less but better. But rather than directly copying the work of his hero, I've took inspiration from his work and his design philosophies of clean lines, organic shapes, rounded corners, and he interpreted that into his own style of work in the modern era. He took inspiration, but he used that inspiration to develop his own visual style, methodologies, and voice. This is the proper way of going about imitating the creators you admire. Take their work, study it, and use it to develop your own voice in writing, in your own methodologies, and in your own visual style. And please also realize that even doing things like re-quoting famous business people, artists, designers, athletes, or any other inspirational folks and not attributing them is no different than directly ripping off someone else's logo. We must all do our duty to give credit where credit is due, pay tribute to the masters, and use the work and inspiration of those that have gone before us to get better from a technical standpoint, but to develop our own voices and visual styles. If you have any questions or comments for me on this topic, or have suggestions or any other topics you'd like for me to discuss in these halftime episodes, then please feel free to email me at info at makersofsport.com. And speaking of email, please be sure to sign up for the newsletter where I have been sending out a weekly email called Weekend Reads. This newsletter includes interesting articles, sports design or technology news, startup news in the sports industry, links that I find inspiring that might not be in the sports industry, but are just sort of help self-help or help you get better as a, as a creative or as a, as a professional. And also occasionally write my own articles that are geared specifically to the email list that are never released publicly. You can sign up and support the podcast by going to makersofsport.com slash email. On next week's episode, Alexandra Mount will be joining the podcast. Alex is an art director for the consumer product division of the NFL. I actually met Alex in Houston, Texas at the airport during MLC Connect, uh, and we really hit it off. She's a super funny person, and she has an extensive history in the sports design industry with stints at SME Branding and Madison Square Garden before joining arguably the biggest and most popular sports property in the world in the NFL. You can follow Alex on Twitter in the meantime at amount3, and be sure to watch for that episode when it launches. It'll be a good one. As always, please like, rate, and write reviews of the show on iTunes. You can get there by going to makersofsport.com slash iTunes. I really hate to... Uh, push this so often but this really does help the show when you go and rate the show give likes or ratings on itunes especially since it's sort of the 
main place for podcasting. But but also, in every little bit helps. Giving likes or ratings on Stitcher SoundCloud or wherever you listen to the podcast is good as well. It helps people discover the show. Um, it helps the guests see that you valued their content. It helps me see that you value the show. And, and it really helps others discover it so that they can learn from these people that I, I try to bring to you and, and help you discover from this industry. Here's a review written recently by iTunes user JLSIS21. Uh, JLSIS21, please also tweet me so that I can, uh, I can get your name and thank you personally uh, for this review. Anyhow, uh, the user writes... As a young designer in the sports industry, this podcast has been such a useful tool at a vital time in my career. I'm one of two designers on a newly developed in-house team, which is about a year old. I yearn for creative advice and knowledge from more experienced professionals. Makers of Sport gives me my fix. Keep up the great work, Adam. You're such an inspiration. I'm very humbled and appreciative of your review. J-L-S-I-S-21. It feels really weird to read <laughs> read usernames. Um, but please, reach out to me on Twitter. I'd like to say thanks personally. Knowing that this content helps inspire others is really the reason why I do this show for free each week. I really want to give back to this industry that has been so good to me. And, and I hope to help each of you raise the bar and become inspired in this niche of creativity and design. The rest of you, please go to makersofsport.com slash iTunes, hit the five star, and tell me what you think about the show. If you do that, I will read your review on the air in one of these halftime shows. Lastly, please follow me, ask questions, or just say hello on Twitter, and be sure to like the Facebook page, facebook.com slash makersofsport. I'm at T. Adam Martin on Twitter. The show is at makersofsport. Until next time, have a good week.